0: wherever you get your podcast from. You can ask your smart speaker to play Irish Whiskey Review podcast and it's by magic we appear. So, what's next tonight, Marty?
1: Well, we have um, a couple of guests on. Right. With two from either side of the pond. Now, they're both a little bit eccentric. Uh, One we've chatted to before in the show, but we're getting caught up with. And the other one's Wild Atlantic Distillery, which is a new new outfit, so yeah, we we'll have get a chance to them. Okay,
0: here we go. Without
1: further ado, we'll introduce
0: them both. Uh, first up tonight, we have from Wild Atlantic Distillery, uh, which, well, uh, is all over the place. Uh First tonight, we have uh, Jim Nash.
2: Marty and Justy, very welcome to uh, Wild Atlantic Distillery. Hi, how are and, you, buddy? Uh, I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. And I, I just want to keep along with the theme of the 23,000 square foot and 24,000 square feet. <laughs> we started with a 24 square foot shed. We're now <laughs> magnitude of growth 10 times. So if Bono happens to be watching and he doesn't get 10, magnitude of 10 growth in a year, please come and see me and I'll show him how we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, you see these
1: massive operations and you just think, wow, you know, they're pumping a lot of money in. Uh, yours didn't
2: really start out like that. No, yeah. definitely definitely not. We, <laughs> we, uh, we, we were in 2018, we were just sitting, myself and my brother-in-law, Brian, and we were sitting in the, in the kitchen and we were coming up with, having a wee whiskey and a wee coffee and just coming up with something to do together as a wee business and stuff like that. So we came up with the crazy idea of distilling and we went out and bought this beautiful 25-litre copper pot still, and it, it, it broke the bank, and we, <laughs> stuck it in the, we stuck it in the shed, and we spent the next year working on 40, 50 different, different recipes and uh, teaching ourselves distilling. Now, I'm very fortunate in, in, in many ways because Brian's an engineer, and so plumbing up this massive still and getting it all working correctly was, was easy, and then I had the, the job <laughs> of tasting and doing all that kind of stuff. But uh, I think at the start, we were more afraid of, blowing the shit up and poisoning ourselves with the methylated <laughs> spirits we were making. Um, and we did 40, 50 recipes. And by the end of the kind of year of experimenting, we thought we had something. So being the guys that we kind of were, somebody told us at this fantastic food festival in Donegal, 20,000 people coming over to, to, to visit it. And we said, you know what, we'll just load up the van and head down there and put our product in front of people. And, uh, it went down very, very well, and we were delighted with ourselves. Uh, 30 <laughs> bottles. We had 30 bottles, we, and we thought this was huge. We were, like, over the moon. <laughs> and uh, I was getting ready to do podcasts uh, with 30 bottles, never mind coming on at this stage. And we went from Donegal, <laughs> came back up here to Ahi in County Tyrone, and uh, went out to the back garden, Brian's garden, and we uh, had a look around and said, yeah, you know what? We could put a distillery up here. <laughs> so we we got planning within two months, put the shed up and the, the 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 structure inside of five months. Now to be fair, we had nephews and we had cousins Sla- and <laughs> slave labor. Slave labor. <laughs> Came in and myself, myself, this, and Brian. This and,
0: sounds like building the barn and the little house <laughs> in the prairie.
2: I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Justin. And the good thing about it was that not only were we building the barn and the little house in the prairie, but we were making spirits at the same time. So it was even better. It went from PG up to over 18 in a matter of minutes. And uh, we did all the wiring, the plumbing, what you see behind me. We installed all these stills ourselves. Brian did all the plumbing, the electrics, and wiring and built a lovely barn and woodworking and everything else. But on a, a budget that I think Bono would probably spend on a Friday night in Dublin, <laughs> to be honest with you. But most people could spend on a Friday night I, if you're at Temple bar. <laughs> uh, and um, no, and we're open for tours now since uh, kind of end of June, beginning of July. And it's been going down really well. You know, we've, we've, we've had a great experience. It's been a bit crazy and a bit, but that's Brian and I. We're just that kind of, you know, just go ahead and do it and have a crack at it and so far things have been going really really well and we're really really pleased we started whiskey production so wide atlantic distillery irish whiskey has started Um, but we're doing you know we're doing everything ourselves so every product that we have comes from the distillery where our whiskey the same thing it's a bit scary because you're waiting you know three years one day minimum probably five years before you guys will even get to see anything but it's it's the way we wanted to do it and we're excited about it, and it's fun. You know, we're passionate about it. We have a great time doing it. When we started in the garden shed, we're both working full-time, other jobs and other careers, and uh, it was every evening, every weekend in the shed, you know, our wives and kids looking for you, go check the shed. You know, where we're always in the shed. And it was, yeah. you know, you got that passion and that fun and, and a bit of crack out of it. And I recommend to anybody, you can buy a 2.5 litre still to a 25 litre still. And just go into your shed and have a crack, you know. There's, there, there is no. <laughs> Not a see, see
1: what altitude you can get with a still.
2: Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. We should
0: be in commissions with size, Marty. We should be in commission.
1: No. Uh, you, you know, they, they get fifty liter stills. I would say if you went to size and said, "Listen, could you make us a wee two and a half liter still?" <laughs> Sorry, uh, Mar- Marty. I tried, and they told me where to go. I would, I would imagine so. I would imagine so. Now you say, you say. You, you, you started just experimenting. Obviously, you weren't experimenting with, with whiskey.
2: You were just No, the, we, we, the we started off making gin. And um, we did 40, 50 recipes of the gin and just teaching ourselves and working on it left and right. And this year, we won uh, a gold medal for Best Contemporary Northern Ireland Gin, shortlisted for Best in the World. Mm. We launched vodka just before, a Amalfi Lemon Vodka, just before Christmas there, and we won two bronze at the IWSC. So yeah, we might be a bit off the wall, we might be crazy, but we know what we're doing, and yeah. we make good quality products, and we do it ourselves. And that's going to be the same with the whiskey as well. You know, a lot of a lot of experimentation, but we do it right and we do it proper, and we are passionate about the, the quality, and we're passionate about the story of Irish whiskey, and particularly in the yeah. northwest where we are. You know, this is a great. History going back a long time, and it kind of reminds you of, you know, a couple of hundred years ago, and, and kind of the hedge distilleries and yeah. kind of stuff that went on up the mountains. And you kind of <laughs> felt, even though we were in the in the uh, the garden shed, it felt a little bit like that when we started. And remember, we used to have a, now we had our rectifiers license in case anybody's wondering, which meant we could experiment. It wasn't it wasn't completely illegal. But I remember the, the local postman used to come up and down the drive and we used to always pull the blinds and he didn't know what was going on. And You just curious. seen the thing shaking like this. Aye. So after about a week of this, instead of the letters going in the letterbox, he came around, knocked on the shed door and said, I've got your post boys, just so you could have a bloody look at what we we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it was fun. And, it, and it's still fun. and We're still passionate about it. and We still love it. Now you can see behind me, you know the equipment stepped up a little bit yeah you know we've we've got uh, much larger stills and we've got the ice still for the white spirits and stuff like that so what you know we, we've taken it to a different level yeah but uh, everything else is still there you know brian and i are still as mad as hairs <laughs> and loving every minute of it and yeah, well, uh, it's working you know
1: now you, you're doing the gin you're you're producing whiskey you know you're you're distilling whiskey yeah. and laying down whiskey um so what is the uh, Marsh bells? Is it all single malt stuff? Were you doing pot still or what were you, what you doing?
2: Well, we started with uh, single pot simply because you know part of, of getting this distillery off the ground and everything else, you know, we, we, we reached out to friends and families and contacts around the world and we sold some casks like most distilleries do. Mm-hmm. And the request of most people when they were investing in a cask was simply, we'd like a single pot still or yeah. a, a single malt, but uh, we fully intend, you know, part of it as well. We have one or two that want to pot still, so pot still is definitely so single malt, pot still. And the great thing about the size that we are, we have, you know, we can do crazy things with it, but yeah. single malt and pot still, because we'll only be doing it, you know, a uh, certain number of casks, and then we can switch it and, and move on to something else. So yeah, no, know are loads of experimentation to come, and limited releases and batches, but that that kind of You know, that's what I love. Like, I mean, you've got Scott coming on later on and, you know, that kind of innovation from the small distilleries around the world and particularly in the Irish market now at the moment, north and south of the border, is fantastic. And I love to see, you know, people trying something new and different. And we're the same. And we will be trying loads of different things. Some will work and some won't. What
0: what have you got up your sleeve, uh, (laughs) Jim, that you're going to try? What are you and Brian... What, what are you hoping to try or do you not want to tell us in case other people get wind of what you're going to do
2: <laughs> well you know we we do believe we're about to revolutionize the whole irish whiskey industry what we're about to come out with so i can't tell you that yet boys but it's it, it, it's going to be different so I'll, I'll, I'll happily come back you know in about five years and just show it to you no problem right okay, okay.
0: Now, I'm right. trying.
2: To, I'm trying to think. What
0: What are you going to do? Are you going to do it like they do with the wine in Portugal, and and put it in a reservoir to mature or something like that, or <laughs> or, or what are you going to do? Because submarines are bound to come into this somewhere.
2: Well, you know. To be fair, you know, uh, Brian spent a long time in Lanzarote working on. Um, Brian calls them uh, tour, tourism submersible vehicles. I call them holiday <laughs> submarines. But <laughs> Brian, I disagree about that, but uh yeah, you're you basic yellow yellow submarine. So yellow you submarine. know I, I hear people taking whiskey casks to to, to the upper atmosphere <laughs> and you're yeah, it's giving me ideas to take it uh, you know, a hundred meters below and see what happens and and uh, experiment away with it. Now I will of course be sending Brian down on that because he's <laughs> a crazy he's a crazy scientist. He's the one who came up with the idea and I'm going, There you go, Brian. Good luck to you. I'll wait on the surface to go up and sample it when it comes back <laughs> up again.
1: I've heard they just sent him a food down and a a tube down the <Tons> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, it, it it it's good. You know, we have we we're brother-in-laws, anyhow. But it, it's it's a great it's a good business relationship because you know he is literally the mad scientist in that sense. And yeah. uh, I'm the one that's always kind of saying like he would spend forever just refining, 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 refining. Like we might never get out of the shed.
3: You've enough. just
2: got to say enough's enough. And uh, I, and then he'd come back. To my I remember when we were doing this whole process at the start. I I used to dread coming in the morning. He'd say to me, you know, Jim, I was just thinking, I go, God almighty, not again. (laughs) Because it meant we were tweaking it another little bit. Eventually, we just, enough's enough. Now, we've got the awards. We can kind of say, okay, we've done it right. But the next couple of years in whiskey are going to be nothing but fun because I'm going to hear that every day. I heard it tonight, actually. I came in to sample some stuff and I was just getting ready for this, and he was going, I've got an idea, and I'm going, oh, my God, we're back to this again. Well, <laughs> it's good. It's, it's, it's a good way to be, you know? Yeah. Now, like
0: John Don has said, is it going to be PD? Is it going to be PD? Is, is, that, is that what you're intent on doing? Are you going to have Upland Bog from, uh, well, <laughs> the spurns or something like that?
2: No, no, no. We're, we, we are, at the end of the day, you know, traditional Irish whiskey and... Uh, distillery. And, it, it you know, I, I love the kind of work that Fionnard's been doing with other distilleries and, and the Nashes and the things like that. It's fantastic work. And I love all of that. And it's really, really fascinating. So the, he's given us kind of not given us, but he he's kind of tweaked the brain a little bit to say, there's so much more you can do. And there's so much history there. And there's so many things you can tweak and mess and do with. And that's what we want to do. Just experiment. But it'll still be Irish whiskey. It'll always yeah. be Irish whiskey. You know, we're not we're not looking to be a Scotch whiskey. We're looking to be Irish whiskey. That's what we are, and that's what we're proud to be. You know.
1: Yeah. Now you have a club. You've you've started up. People can buy. Yeah. Yeah, we're we, into what you're doing already.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, when we kind of started, we we raised the money with the with whiskey casks, and and that was fantastic. And we we've kind of come up as well with you know a whiskey club, and it's it, it's it includes the 1921 whiskey club, it goes back to the Watt Distillery in Derry that closed in 1921 and it's a hundred years since that. Now, many people weren't aware that, you know, that what <laughs> distillery at the time was the biggest whiskey distillery in the UK and Ireland. It was huge. It was massive. Is
0: that you know? the guy that just shut the doors one day and said, clear off to everybody? That's,
2: yeah. He told, you know, that the unions went out or that when people went out and strike and he just, he said, accept my demands or what I'm offering you or go to hell. And he, he just shut the place and the whole place closed down in 1921.
1: People don't realise just how big an industry it was down there. I mean, it was, they oh, were two huge. distilleries and it was yeah. enormous. And yeah, it just absolutely. all disappeared barring one building. One little building, yeah. that's basically
0: all that's oh.
2: left. And literally Listen. overnight, Marty and Justin, it just went overnight. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Why did you not get the Oompa Loompas in to do it instead? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we are a family. we are a family distillery, so my, my kids and Brian's kids love to hear Scotland Day tomorrow, kids. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so they 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 are our oompa loompas at the moment. Uh, they get uh, they get pizza and a mocktail and a few quid and they love it. Oh, uh, they love about? it to a point. Yeah, they love it when they get here. They hate being dragged out of bed, but they love it when they get here. Now I believe you're actually
0: opening for for tours about the past six weeks. You're opening certain days for tours because there's
2: Jardine uh, Burns since had the tour. Ah, we've been open um, um, Fridays and Saturdays now for the last six weeks, and they've been going. We've had people from Czech Republic, from Poland, from other parts of Europe, from America, from North and South, and from the UK as well. And it's been really, really educational for us as well. It's been fantastic. A lot of these people that came in here have been to all the big distilleries and everything else. And what we quickly discovered when we we're doing the tours with them is they love the intimacy. Like they come in, they have a drink at the bar, and we take them around, and they get up close and personal with the with the stills, the equipment, yeah. the mash, the fermentation. You know, they hear our story, they can see the shed that we all started it in, and they can see how we've grown in 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 that short space of time. But we're still a small craft distillery, um, but we're doing some crazy stuff, and we're winning good awards for our products, and we're doing it right and they love that and so that you know whatever happens in the future that intimacy and that you know up close and personal and meeting myself and brian and having a bit of crack just sitting at the bar and having a drink you know some of these tours they are meant to be an hour and a half some of these tours have gone three and a half like that's i like to i like to hear that value for money <laughs> we,
0: how, do, we, how, do people, we,
2: how
0: do people how do people book them then jim how do people but, book them
2: if you go online to Wild Atlantic Distillery, www.wildatlanticdistillery.ie. You can book a tour there. Now I don't guarantee you a three and a half hour tour for now, an one and a half hour tour, but when the mood hits on a Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, we're yeah. having a drink at the bar. Sometimes it just gets a little bit extended. But I hope my wife and Brian's wife are not watching this because we're working. Exactly.
1: <laughs> this, is a, it's, <laughs> this is this is this is work. I'm, diff- I'm It's actually overtime, love. I'm actually putting the extra
2: hours in here, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. You> know? <laughs> so, But <laughs> it, but it's fun. It's it's enjoyable, and and the the enthusiasm for the people that come in and the laugh we have with them, and you know the stories they're telling us about what they've been and where they've done and the other distilleries. And it's 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 brilliant. And you know that that's what we Brian and I love. We're people, pe- kind of people, people, and we love meeting people and telling the story and having the crack. I was in hospitality for twenty years, had my own bar and a long time in Florida and stuff like that. So. I love people. I love having yeah. a crack, love having a drink with them at the bar and stuff like that and it works, you know. So we yeah. we you.
1: Know. Now the 1921 club, what what does it entail? What what are you getting for joining up or what? Well, you, you get you
2: get? Yeah, you get a uh, lifetime membership of the distillery, which means you can pop in and out, you know, as and when you please. You know, just give us a call, come in and out of the distillery. And that no, no matter how big we get in the future, that will always be a perk of the thing. The, you also get the um, new make spirit year one, year two, year three of our first release, which will be in the 1921 whiskey. Mm-hmm. You can only get it through the 1921 whiskey club. It'll never go to anybody else or I'll, I'll go out any other way except through the 1921 whiskey whiskey club so you have all that you have um the uh, you enter a draw then for a cask ten pound cask of uh irish whiskey from wild atlantic distillery as well so there's lots of added benefits to it there's there's um you can you can do a subscription over a number of months or you can pay direct for it up front so you get all you get the two on two a glass with Wild atlantic distillery in it as well you get, you know, the, the whiskey stones. So it comes in a beautiful presentation box because what we were looking at was, you know, we had a lot of people and, you know, when you get casks, I had friends, get four or five guys together or four or five uh, husbands and wives and stuff all getting together and buying a cask. But there were other people then loved, fascinated by whiskey and wanted to give it as a gift. And, you know, that's a kind of steep entry level for somebody who's passionate about whiskey or interested in whiskey as a gift. So this 1921 Whiskey Club is an entry-level kind of gift for somebody in your life who's interested and passionate about whiskey and you know you can then access all the other offers and deals and come in and meet myself and Brian and do all that through it so it's really geared at you're you're enthusiastic about whiskey but you you want to do it and and experience it and it comes in you know at a fair and reasonable price and but you get all the the benefits of being in a brand new distillery you know
1: Excellent, excellent stuff. The, uh, all of the, the your background, you say, is in in hospitality and,
2: mm-hmm. and, and bars and stuff. You, you were in Florida for a long time.
1: Uh, yeah, I was in
2: Florida for a good few years, and I had a, a bar in Florida uh, with a couple of partners out in New York. Uh, it's gone now, believe it or not. It's called we well, it used to be called John L. Sullivan's, in a place called Lighthouse Point in just north of Fort Lauderdale, and it was uh, Irish American bar irish bar really in 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 florida believe it or not we won irish bar of the year in florida in 2005 and (laughs) uh (laughs) it was it was a great wee place sounds uh, lovely
0: sounds yeah john
2: uh, l L L L sullivan little bare knuckle, yeah boston Boston strongman then we had the posters it was a sports bar and restaurant and it was you know i just love that culture of Everybody coming in, and you got to know everybody, and they got to know you. And we people coming back on holiday year and year and year. And first stop was into John L. Sullivan's. Oh, Jim, you're still here. How are you doing? And business going and everything else. It was brilliant. And that's kind of where my passion for it came and stuff like that. Um, he he and came and stayed
1: that. in Athlone. Um, John L. Sullivan actually hmm. came to, to Athlone, and is uh, it the Prince of Wales Hotel? Everything about him up in there. Yeah. Um,
0: is this where they got the idea for the Quiet Man? Is it?
1: No. No, no, I don't
2: I don't okay. think so, no. Okay. No, no. John, no, John, L. no.
1: Sol- John L. Sullivan was the last sort of bare knuckle world champion fighter. Um, and he they used to have a thing where you shake the hand that shook the hand that shook the hand of John yeah. L. Sullivan. People people used to have shook his hand and then they they went round the world shaking hands with
2: people. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. he was a
1: huge guy. He was huge. Yeah.
2: No, he was he was a celebrity before they had celebrities. He was just massive. Did you, did you, did you ever see the belt that they
1: presented him with? The, yeah. The, the, the golden diamond belt. Yeah. just My God, unbelievable Uh, what they got. And
2: I've seen I've seen pictures of some of his some of of, you know of of the opponents in fights he had. Like he was a big man in his own right, but sometimes he was up against monsters. But (laughs) he just had a he had a hand in him, a right hook that would just yeah, once he got you he floored you. Yeah. And you read all the stories about him. He was just a legend in his own time. He was, he was. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah well, a sure lot of people
0: saying very complimentary things here about you tonight. Uh, there's Eileen <laughs> Burns saying, happy to have invested in the 1921 club. Great value and to be a part of all this. Cheers, Jim and Brian. Book the tour, everyone. It's a great experience. And then Margaret Dolan's saying very much something similar. Uh, very interesting watch. The show's <laughs> always a very interesting watch. If you want to watch it, on YouTube, go to Ari's Whiskey to review and hit subscribe, and you can watch all the past shows. There's hundreds of them now, Marty, isn't there?
2: Uh it just seems like this, this went on forever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, uh, Justin,
2: Justin, I'm still waiting on, on Bono to click in there. You have my number.
1: Hey, we had Bono's Nissan. on.
2: No, we Oh but we've we have
1: a connection to Bono. We've I, we've interviewed his niece, Leah. I, I, and what Lovely you don't girl. actually what,
0: what you actually don't know is that my cousin was married to Bono's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have met the family at a wedding in nineteen ninety-five, believe it or not, but Bono wasn't there. He did are they, he are they still married?
2: No, they're not married. <laughs> they're, 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 ah, but, there we go. I'll <laughs> tell you, I'll tell you I'll tell you a, t- tell you a funny story because <laughs> my uh my wife's cousin lives in toronto and he's he, he's a fantastic party planner but does all the high-end stuff okay when the, when the pop tour ended in america in the late 90s he got a phone call from agents for uh bono and for u2 to set up uh, the end of tour party in toronto and we happened that my wife and i flew into toronto on the weekend that this, it was all pre-planned. Oh, yes, I, going love, I like that. Go yeah, on. And um, um, we went in as helpers, to, and it was the disco kind of time. And we went in to set up balloons and talk to the dancers and get them all set up and all that, with Michael, of course. It was his business and stuff like that. They never showed up. Some, <laughs> uh, you know... Uh, Paul McGuinness showed up and we got to meet Paul McGuinness but we never we uh, we never got to meet Bono and you 2 after flying all the way up from New York into Toronto for the weekend just to bloody meet them uh, excuse my language guys they never showed up right. <laughs> no, we won't get
0: Zuckerberg for saying bloody but uh, no. uh, <laughs> you never you, you never know yeah, uh,
1: you, you get Zuckerberg one time
0: <laughs> we get Zuckerberg we get Zuckerberg once believe it or not Jim for nudity. today and where is the nudity I in what, this? I don't know what
1: Justin was doing below the desk, to be fair. I'm going to, listen, to tell you, I'm going to stand up. Look, uh-huh.
0: <laughs>
2: I've got my clothes on. I've got my clothes on.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> I've
2: got my you're, clothes
1: on.
0: You're, you're, oh, to, you're
2: starting to scare me now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. That's what they, that's what they said. They, they barred us because there was nudity on the show. Well, listen,
3: this will scare you. Watch this uh, video here. Let me know this. what you think. What do you see this here? Now a couple of vets on a wild mission. They've got a high flyer and barrels of aged cargo on a special operation that'll hit 700 miles an hour. It's one of the most extraordinary fighter jets ever built, capable of taking off and landing vertically, hovering like a helicopter, and it packs serious power top speed more than 700 miles an hour it's a sea harrier jet formerly part of the british royal navy the pilot doing the barrel rolls he's a us marine In its
4: normal mission of fighter reconnaissance or strike <laughs> could carry missiles it can carry bombs or it can carry fuel
3: retired lieutenant colonel art nalls says the jet's always been one of his favorites So much so that he pulled the trigger. I'd take it. And bought one. This actually
4: belongs (laughs) to myself and my wife. My wife owns half of it, so she, and she's very quick to point that out, that she lets me use her half of the airplane.
3: Colonel mostly flies it in air shows, but in his next mission, instead of guns, the fighter jet's carrying. Well, I'll let the Colonel explain.
4: We're gonna put two external fuel tanks on this airplane, one on each side that have been specially modified to carry three oak barrels with bourbon.
3: Yeah, bourbon, the boozy mission, the brainchild of Colonel Knolls and another vet.
5: I was talking to Art. He owns a Harrier jet, I own a distillery. I mean, what's, what's? there's the magic right there.
3: A few miles from the airstrip is this corn farm. It's where retired Navy rear Admiral Scott Sanders turns the crop into spirits. He's got barrels and barrels of it even storing some below deck on the USS Constellation in Baltimore Harbor. The ROM aging on board this 166-year-old warship got the vets thinking.
4: I said, hey, we ought to age some here in the Harrier. Let's put some in the uh, drop tanks, and let's go 700 miles an hour and see how the pressure affects the taste of the bourbon in, in the oak.
5: This nose cone goes on here. We'll seal them up. we we'll have two of these fuel tanks, and then we're going to put them on a Harrier jet and fly them up to 15,000 feet.
3: Why, you ask? Because it's crazy. And maybe, they say, maybe the pressure at this altitude might well make the bourbon taste better.
5: So that liquid's gonna push into the wood. It's gonna get a lot more flavor out of the bourbon. That's the theory. We'll see what happens.
3: (laughs) Testing that theory will not be cheap.
4: This airplane uses 1.2 gallons per mile. It'll burn a gallon every two seconds when I'm in the hover. You cannot pour it out of a five-gallon bucket as fast as what this engine will convert it into heat, thrust, and noise. It's very expensive, and my
5: partners would say idiotic.
3: The Colonel says he's donating his jet and flight time, the Admiral, the barrels of booze, and the plan sell the 700 mile per hour bourbon at a price tag of around 145 bucks a bottle. What this is about
4: is the charity, it's what we're doing it for. All the sales will go to the Semper Fi Fund.
3: Semper Fi and America's Fund. That's the nonprofit supporting combat wounded and critically ill members of the armed forces.
4: I like bourbon and there's a lot of people that do. And a lot of people that would say, you know what, I get a good bottle of bourbon and I get a good story
3: to tell. It's a great story, Colonel and a great cause, too. Incredible. Well, a spokesperson for Maryland's controllers tells us that the state has cleared the bourbon for takeoff, unfortunately. There we go. COVID's what do you think of that? Fantastic. The say get it the, done they're in actually 2021.
0: going to... They've Thanks been on with Shepard Smith. What can you say? Look at that. The they're fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. What a fantastic uh, idea. Uh, I bet you can't top that, Jim, can you? Not a
2: chance, Justin. I wouldn't even try. I wouldn't even try.
0: Well, you're going to meet the man himself. He's live with us now. Uh, good evening. Good evening. Uh, Scott Saunders joins us, uh, former Admiral, retired. Uh, you're pretty close to doing this, Scott, aren't you?
5: We're two weeks away from today, Justin. We're getting close. And by the way, I love just Jim's story there. What a great thing. I, I'm heading over to uh, the UK next year. I'll see if i can get to wild atlantic Distillery. Right. i love what they're doing you know it's uh, it's similar to what we do i like the fact he said he was doing two and a half hour tours i had to kick my partners out <laughs> of this space because we were doing a t- we, we were doing a an hour and 15 minutes tour they just finished like five minutes
3: ago, And so, it went <laughs> a half so it's one of those things where we're not a big corporate distillery. You know, we don't we don't have to report to Pernod
5: Ricard and some PowerPoint <laughs> chart every quarter. Hey, it's a, we we love doing this. It's it's just what we do, so it's cool. Hey, I salute you, Jim. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you, Scott. And when you do come to visit, it'll be five-hour tour. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I might be spending the night, Jim. I gotta do <laughs> you're, you're, you're more than, it wouldn't be the first time that somebody spent the night in distillery, so you're more than welcome. <laughs> now,
1: Scott, <clears throat> you're two weeks away. Now, for anyone who doesn't know about the, 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 the project, just fill us in on exactly what it is you're going to be doing in two weeks' time.
5: Yeah. So, um, just so you know, the Chinese invented bureaucracy... But the Americans perfected it. So um, <laughs> we've got this thing called the Federal Aviation Administration, which controls all flying. I'm coordinating with them. We have this thing. It's, it's kind of what we call alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. But it's really this other thing called taxation something, Bureau TTB. That controls alcohol. And then I have this state of Maryland. And they just get, you know, they just want to make sure we pay tax. So um, I have two federal bureaucracies, one state bureaucracy, plus my county government. And I, I finally got all those things to align. And with COVID, because we've already had to cancel this twice because of COVID, we're gonna be taking two 25 gallon, they're made by Kelvin, uh, wooden uh, barrels. Uh, We're putting two in a drop tank of a Harrier jet and there's two drop tanks. So there's four barrels and we'll get. So that's 100 gallons. We're going to get airborne and uh, we're going to go up to about 15,000 feet, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Um, We're going to get set three bourbon aviation world records that day.
1: As wow. if there is bourbon. Is there actually a category of bourbon? It's bourbon a category. I, tell
5: you what, I challenge anyone to refute me. So we're going. <laughs> yeah, please. I would like to know who else has done this. So we're going to go to. Uh, we're going to age bourbon. Uh, the highest altitude for aging bourbon in a cask: fifteen thousand feet. The top airspeed for aging bourbon: uh, seven hundred miles an hour. And then the, what's really going to make the difference is the greatest pressure differential for net, for aging <laughs> bourbon. So we're going to lose, I'm not going to get all the physics of this, but it's we're going to lose about a half an atmosphere, 6.6 6 PSI. So up at 15,000 feet, you'll have a half of at the atmosphere of pressure on you. So it's going to push everything into the wood.
1: So it's down to about, about, start, about 8 PSI, sorry. is that right?
5: What's that again?
1: Is it down to about 8 PSI? Is that, oh, that We're going to lose 6.6. 6.
5: So at sea level, you're 14.7. Okay. And then, so I'm, I'm speaking in, quote, English terms. We use PSI. <laughs> if you're in the EU, you use this millibar BS. So okay. anyway, will <laughs> not we'll get, get kicked <laughs> off of YouTube. Well,
1: to be fair, Scott, you can say what you like. You're the one with the jump jet. Uh, <laughs> You're the uh, one with the fighter jet. Over, <laughs> I told you before, over here, if we, if we have a three-inch pen knife, we could do about three months in jail. Your mate happens to have a fighter jet just sitting in the back yeah.
5: Well, and this is, well, let's get back uh, to the UK. This is the second Sea Harrier ever made. So, And it's the last mm-hmm. one that's surviving. So this is a Royal Navy. In fact, if you saw that, the fin flash on the video we did. clip we did. says Royal Navy. Yeah, it's a Royal Navy uh, Sea Harrier. Now, <laughs> she never saw combat. You were never in there, but she was a test article. She was the first Sea Harrier to fire an AMRAM. And uh, she's low time. And she mainly does air shows now. It's, it's just a way cool thing to, uh, to show off.
1: You know, you know, this is one of the most American things ever. You know, <laughs> I mean,
5: I mean it's great American stuff to steal from the British and, bring over no. here and claim it's us.
1: There's no way on earth anybody over in the British Isles would, would have either access or or the, the the idea of doing this because. we, we as I say, your, your fact that, oh, my friend down the road, I'm saying a jump we will just strap whiskey to the bottom of it and fire a speed. You
0: know, Jim, what did
2: you want to ask Scott? I was just going to say to Scott that, you know, if he's going to set the, the bourbon record, but we could do a deal. I'll send him a cask of whiskey, take Irish whiskey up with it. You send me a bourbon cask and I'll take it underwater in the tourism submarine and you'll have, you'll, you'll have two records. And just in case you have problems with the uh, the aviation authorities, I have an inn with Letta Kenny Airfields. It's grass, <laughs> but it's, you can get it off the ground.
5: Yeah, I would love to do that, but that might be another federal agency I have
2: to deal with. <laughs> no, no, you'll just have to deal with the Donegal County Council and Tyrone and Derry and oh, Sudan well, County Council. We, well, we will wine right. and duck them. We'll, we'll, we'll oh. win
5: them over. <laughs>
1: You don't have to worry too much about the dining. The whining will probably win them over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't, don't push. You've got a distillery. You don't have to go much further than that. You know, <laughs> the booze wins the day all the time. All right, this is happening in two weeks' time.
5: Yeah, two weeks. From, tro- so two weeks from today, I will be probably not sober because it will have happened by now. <laughs> where the uh, the time on target is a one o'clock takeoff. And, and we have, so you just saw, we were on CBS. I have CBS news that's <laughs> potentially coming down for the flight. And they said, well, how long is it going to take? And I said, what? About 20 minutes. I said, a sea harrier takes off with a low fuel light on. I said, it, it, it's this thing burns gas so fast you can't believe
1: it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it does is it a, a mile to a gallon? Does it less, Is it even less than that?
5: Is it what is that a gallon? Oh. A,
1: a, a, a one mile to a gallon fuel? Oh, it's less. Than, yeah, yeah, it's,
5: it's, <laughs> it's idiotic. It's like asking, hey, how much does? I'll get back to Jim. How much does Bono spend on dinner? You, you don't want to ask <laughs> because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, we, we, you you wouldn't understand, Marty. It's just it, it's <laughs> I, idiotic.
1: See, Justin might understand. Justin might understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't understand. Justin's the guy with the sports car and all. I, I don't know. <laughs> <anyone else. laughs> Listen, can, can can I ask
0: you? You're saying about the bureaucracy. Wasn't there a famous American admiral that uh, somebody said if you want to win the war? Uh, shoot this American uh, uh, admiral because he he was leaving the lights on on the Eastern seaboard and the German submarines could see the shadows of ships going down, down the coast. Is that, is that true? Scott, have you heard of that one before? Have you?
5: I haven't heard of that, but I'm going to have to look that up, Justin, because (laughs) I love the history thing. I will tell you, we had, you might not have heard of him. He was a Colonel during the seven years war of which we call the French and Indian war a guy named George Washington, he said, we need more whiskey for my troops to fight the British. And thank God we made more whiskey for
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was the Scots-Irish made the whiskey. the Scots-Irish it Irish were doing it.
5: it so thank guys. you very much, Marty. <laughs> no
1: problem. You no need to thank me. I didn't do it personally, but no need to thank us. Now, the, your, when this whiskey comes back to, to terra firma again, you, you are bottled you're not obviously bottling it straight away are you is it being bottled straight away or being No, separated? it's
5: a uh so again i've got federal bureaucracies <laughs> so we're going to download the drop tanks we're going to uh we bring them back to the distillery that day because my this is that maryland requirement i have to take off and land in maryland and i can't go into virginia airspace so just <laughs> try to comprehend that um so <laughs> so it'll take uh, one, because of the pressure, I'm going to give it some time to come back to seep out of the staves. And then two, uh, we're engraving every bottle. And wow. we think uh, we're going to get about 600 bottles,
2: mm-hmm.
5: 100 gallons at 90 proof. Uh, so it's going to take some time. And every bottle, this is a little helmet bag so you know if, if you were if we were owned by Pernod Ricard or one of those very nice fancy places we'd have a box and stuff well, we're going to put our bourbon in a helmet bag because that's what pilots have it's nice and thick and then we're also going to have a little card in here that talks about the aircraft it's going to talk about uh, the history and uh it's also going to have a little qr code because in the cockpit we fitted last week um a camera a 3d camera so that you're going to have virtual reality from the flight so when you scan the qr code you're going to be on the flight when we flew the burp
0: wow 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 Wow. (laughs) we are going to try and stream this live for you if we can get the feed we are going to try and stream it live on our channel as well, but it looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, Julie Mason says she loves the helmet bag sort of thing. Yeah. Do you know I, I almost think uh Admiral Saunders that you and your team remind me of the A team. <laughs> you know the the A team with uh what uh, George Peppard and you even look a bit like George Peppard. <laughs> Don't take that the wrong way, but I loved that show when I was a kid.
1: Oh it's brilliant. That it was uh, oh just class. Um, So here's
5: it's we have three partners on it. Jim, I know he is at least one. So we have a great confluence of capabilities. So Sean, he's a United States Marine. And one thing about Marines, they've never met a regulation they don't want to understand. So he understands the US code about distilling to the T. So as Dan and I say, our master distiller, Sean keeps us out of jail. So, Sean's the one who got us this permit to fly. And then okay. Dan, he's the one, he's the one, um, he's been distilling for over uh, 40 years. So, he had a uh, um, license to distill corn into ethanol during the fuel crisis of the late 70s. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, he's, he's been distilling for a long time. So, he, he know he's got the chemistry, he understands it all. And, you it, know, it all, it all just works out perfectly.
1: <laughs> Dan's got an engineering background, hasn't he?
5: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have, we. I mean, Jim will understand. We have a 100 gallons still. I have more telemetry and PID controllers than the <laughs> space shuttle
2: when that thing went on. Hey,
5: I mean, that, oh, my that, God, Sean, I mean, Dan, he just, uh ah, he used to design telemetry for space launch vehicles. And yes. Sean and I go, do we really? Do we really need that? But so, it so works.
1: That, Now, Dan, just to put this into context, Dan used to work for NASA. He did project for for NASA. Correct?
5: Dan has put vehicles into space. (laughs) Wow. So
1: so what you have here is, what we have tonight, Justin, is we have a guy who was trying to launch a 25-litre still from Ireland into space. (laughs) (laughs) We have have an admiral (laughs) who's launching it halfway between here and space. And we have a guy who's actually put stuff in space.
0: (laughs) I don't don't want to scare you. But actually, my sister's mother-in-law, she actually worked for Rotodyne, which was at the forefront of rocket technology in the 1960s. Because she, she lived and worked in America. So, so my sister's mother-in-law has put things in space as well. So I don't know what that says about them. But Jim, Jim had a question. What was your question, Jim? No,
2: I was just going to say that, you know, with the military background and everything else, it's, it's a very similar story here because I spent two summers with the FCA in the in County Clare which is like the national guard dad's army version of the national <laughs> guard and uh I'm drunk as much
1: whiskey as humanly possible. Yeah, but I I, th- I,
2: I think those uh, two summers of uh, guarding the Lahinch from invasion by America in those summers <laughs> in the late nineties, you know, I think it was we were trying to protect it from American golfers. You, you never know when John Paul Jones's grandson is coming back. <laughs> yeah,
5: that's
1: true. The, the, the Taliban
5: and <laughs> the Taliban
1: being <laughs>
0: Don't mention the Taliban, we will get Zuckerberg. No, but, <laughs> because I know
2: when, when, when Scott would have arrived with his troops, it would have been very simple, because the largest <laughs> bar in Lahinch surrounded, you had us all. <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: someone asked the question, the, 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 the supersonic bourbon. Can we buy any of this? Can, could I, can I buy a bottle of it?
5: No. So here's what we've so this has been delayed twice um, because of COVID. So, and I say no because probably no. Um, we've had um, two delays, and I've taken pre-orders. So maybe we'll get 600 bottles. We'll see how much leaks. <laughs> so Dan and Sean go hey do you think it's going to leak? I'm like, oh, for the hell yes, it's going to leak. <laughs> We're going to 15,000 feet, you numbskulls. And so uh, the, um, the uh, it will probably have two, t- I don't know, anyways, uh, we'll, we'll see what we get. Now, they again, getting to the legal nonsense of the United States, they're going to have to buy it in Maryland. So once I, I have 800 people who want to buy this, but some of those don't live here. La-de-da-da-da. We'll, we'll see yeah. what happens out there. And I, uh, it's $145 a bottle. Some people said, hey, you can charge more for that. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. this is priced so that a, a gunny sergeant in the United States Marine Corps yeah. can buy this thing. Yeah, it's expensive, but it's not, you know, it's not way too expensive. Yeah. So, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and, you know, it's, uh, you know. To put it in EU language, it's 180 euros or something. I don't know.
1: No, it it's, it's for charity. what? It's for charity.
5: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The flight, the flight. We're, we're we're gonna we're donating You know, this is. Uh, I think Art's wife and my wife are all. You know, like what the hell are you guys doing? I was like, yeah, I don't, we're, we're <laughs> It's it's just like the thing we do on the constellation. That was a charity thing, and. Marty, you and Jeff didn't see. I don't know if you saw the thing we did with the helicopter. We did. We did. We did. We did. Tops. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah we you did. were part on St. Patrick's so Day. Done yes, we were. We were. There. Yeah. yeah. Marty, Marty was our leprechaun. Yeah, you didn't did recognize
0: him dressed up as a leprechaun. I, did, I forgot
5: about Marty. He was up there on St. Patrick's
1: Mountain. I was all Let dancing and getting on.
5: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we there. do a lot of stuff for charity. We're um, we we just uh, we like having fun. Uh, it's just like Jim does. I mean, that, yeah. what, a, what a cool distillery Jim has. That is, that is just <laughs> awesome. We're, we're kind of kindred spirits just on the other side of the Atlantic.
2: Exactly, Scott. And I've I, I got to hold my hat out to you. I, I love what you're doing and I admire so much what, what you're about and that kind of craft. And it's brilliant. And I love to see it. And it's a fantastic story. And my hat's off to you because... It's it's just really impressive. It's a great, great it story. Is. And it's, everything you're doing is is just spectacular. It's brilliant. I love it. Absolutely love it. I,
1: I think the Irish version of the 700 mile is what you should do is get a couple of casks in the boot of the car and do like 70 mile an hour up the motorway. <laughs> well,
0: well, actually, William <laughs> McClellan said, what about we put a, 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 a cask on a guider and send it down Craig Antlet Hills? Craig Antlet is one of the... The famous places where they do car hill climbs, at uh, Scott and Jim, and, and a guider is <laughs> like, like a class. pram, a pram oh, okay. wheels, and would, and you that would, you be, would, the just, that would that. be the Irish version. That would be the Irish version. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> listen, you've, it's been fantastic, guys.
1: I've run over. Yeah. A, a
0: idea hey, I was going
5: to let you know before I go. I know Marty has his Glen Cairn glass there because he's that's just the way he is. Yeah, and uh, we have Glen Cairn. We actually we get our Glen Cairn glasses from Scotland. Because they're so good. But I did want to show you uh, this is an American glass. So, Uh see that? That's a United States Marine Corps emblem on there?
1: Okay. Yes. Uh, Yes.
5: And then you you see that thing on
1: there? (laughs) So,
5: that's a bullet that's in the glass. It's from a company called Ben Shot. So, it's a great veteran company because the guy has been shot. (laughs) We get our glasses from him. They don't work the same way as a Glencairn, Cairn, but boy does yeah. it taste good when you're drinking out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well to be fair, again, you've just upped the American ness of all this stuff. You yeah. know, there's a bullet in your glass. Um, you know, we I'll bring
2: it I'll bring it back to the two glass, which is the Irish version of the Irish whiskey glass, which is a beautiful glass as well, Scott. And one day I'll get one of those bullet glasses and I'll give you one of these in return for it the two glass. <laughs> we'll definitely do it, Jim. We'll definitely absolutely, do it. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Right. Honestly, guys, it's just uh, <laughs> fantastic talking to the pair of us. We've overran again. I knew we would do. Now, hey, we... hey, Marty,
5: can I ask you a question?
1: <laughs> so, yeah.
5: um When are you coming out with your whiskey Bitcoin? Because I know that's been on your mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Did you see the thing about the guy who got hacked? Some guy hacked the Bitcoin. One of the oh, things yeah. the, they stole six hundred million. <laughs> I would need Justin's money. I would need Justin's money for, for the 600 million.
0: Um, so the,
5: uh, the, the other thing I wanted to mention tonight, because you guys are so great, uh, Grace <laughs> O'Reilly of Waterford. Uh,
1: I know you have a Marty, soft I know you grace. chuckle
5: every time you say crop walker, <laughs> what a wonderful lady she is.
1: I, can't, I cannot say that I grown, I grown no, A grown a woman. She's a crop walker. There, so I say- if I turn
5: my camera on, you would see our cornfield. That's our 20... 20- 27 bourbon crop
3: because we
5: grow it right here, hundred feet from where I'm sitting right now. Uh, That's what we grow it right here. And what we do is we kind of follow what Grace does. We don't put, uh, this is not commodity corn because if we were growing this like real corn farmers, we get 220 bushels an acre. We get about 110 or 120 because we don't put as much in farmer speak NPK, nitrogen, Mm -hmm. potassium, and phosphate. Yeah. And so because you don't put as much nitrogen on, you get more of what you're really looking for. Because <laughs> yeah. you're not looking for the protein in there.
1: No. You're
5: looking for the stuff that makes sugar. Yeah, and so the the protein, that's what feeds cattle and chickens. We don't <laughs> care about that. We're making bourbon. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. So we're worried about starches. And I tell you what, Grace, what a wonderful woman, lady. She's, She's young enough to be my daughter. Oh my God! The,
1: honest, uh, honestly, it's even we never, we we've talked to, we talked to her for about an hour and a half, and we brought we broadcast a twenty minute and half an hour interview. She's hilariously funny off off camera. Off, whatever she was just talking. she was just really really good, Craig. She's just a if, great, I, if I
5: get to Fabulous Ireland, thing. I'm going crop walking with her. <laughs> you behave yourself,
1: <laughs> you
0: behave yourself. <laughs> it'll, 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 it'll be like the advert for that cheese You Have you seen the advert? Le Tractor <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: no, just, she says, I've seen the advertisement She's so good she, and she talks about the story It's all about single We're a single farm bourbon distillery They do single farm whiskey It's awesome I,
1: Honestly See when you're talking to her, she is so knowledgeable about what she does. She's so passionate yeah. about what she does. I mean, she's the whiskey—the whiskey's one thing, but she's really, really sharp on everything that she's talking about. And for Mark Rainier to, to pick her up, he, I mean, he knows what he's doing, that guy. Right? He, he, lots of people. Well, yeah, you, you can't with what
5: read it, but him. it's right over here. Amazing. That little sign we have yep. a sign up on our bar. Yep. It has because we release by the by the batch, mm. the, the bourbon we make. So we have a, when we planted the corn, when we harvested the corn, when we barreled the whiskey, the bourbon, and when we released it. So <laughs> it's, nobody else does that. I mm-hmm. mean, nobody else has the, the the DNA trail on that. Yeah. And, and people like understanding that.
1: The two and in and, uh, 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 two weeks' time, when you're doing your launch, me and Justin, me and Justin want to 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 be there. We want to be there, in, in, in and and virtually and in spirit, because I've been watching. Me and you have talked numerous times about various things, but I just love the whole. It's just bonkers. It's it is honestly well, about the most American thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> 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 we well,
5: well, we'll have you there. In fact, we'll have you on before the Harrier taxis out so you'll be able to see the Harrier right. on the flight line.
1: I will, we'll broadcast it over because I know loads of people have been watching. They'll just want to watch this and just to see the whole thing. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. It's just it's brilliant.
0: I look forward, to, uh, Admiral, because I've actually... Uh, I did a TV show at a, at a disused Air Force base where they have a, a private uh, two-person Harrier, uh, the big black one that you maybe have, have yeah. seen at times, and I've seen it up close, and it is some job, and I've also seen the Harrier at the air shows here as well. Uh, it, 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 it's on plane, as in like fact, the, the prototyping for the, the, the Seahawk Sea Harrier was actually done in belfast at short brothers because actually a friend of my grandfather was one of the scientists that came over here to work for shorts to do it uh but a lot of people think it's done and it was done in broth in england which you also know but uh, really 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 looking forward to it in two weeks time we'll certainly be carrying uh marty it's been great jim's been great the admirals has been great it's it's <laughs> it's just good stuff listen keep the stills burning all right
2: guys
5: We'll talk to these again Guys, so Thank you, Margaret. So. Thank you, Jason. Nice right, meeting you, you, Jim.
2: You too, Scott. Look forward to seeing you in, in Wild Atlantic Distillery. I'll be
5: there. So what you don't know is when I was an admiral, I knew a lot of British admirals. So I have a friend who's a uh, – I don't know what he's got some highfalutin thing. He's a, uh, <laughs> he's a <laughs> gentleman usher to Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. She's, you might have heard of her. So anyways, I'm going <laughs> to – I'm going to be there next year for Ascot. Oh, Lovely.
2: Wow. Oh, wow.
0: listen, very nice. Listen, <laughs> I've been to Royal Ascot twice. You, 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 it's fantastic. It is utterly, totally fantastic. Uh, it is
1: it is a John, sight Justin, of a whole, see, the whole pump and ceremony and all the rest of it. You see, Jim, you'll understand this. I've been in the few pointy-point races not too far away from here where you just go and get drunk and spend about £40 <laughs> on, on horses that you, you wouldn't even be good enough to make glue. Just that he yep. gets to Royal Ascot. I That's know. the difference you see, guys. Donkey, That's the yeah. difference. I go I, to Donkey I, my, Derby. The goes,
5: <laughs> you know? I don't, I, I, I don't want to get a fascinator. I said, you don't understand, honey. We're going to the royal area. You have to wear a hat. The, the, you're not allowed to wear a fascinator in the royal area. That's how hateful <laughs> these people I'm,
1: are. I'm going to give you a wee hint here, Scott. Just a, a and don't tell them you you're
5: American, they'll kick
1: us out. No, no, you'll be all right, you'll be all right with the American. Just don't walk in with a glass with a bullet in it, okay?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that would not
0: work. That would not work. Actually, you wouldn't get through the metal detectors if you tried that. The, the SAS would swo- swoop. Listen, good night, everybody. Good night. Before we get to the bird, night 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 well done,